Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? That's me. Good, good. Sunday, uh, what do they call this week? It, that, that, it's, it's the lull week in the Super Bowl. You know, there's a, the two-week buildup. This weekend should have some name. Yeah, it has something to do with the Pro Bowl. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm the biggest – you can't be a bigger football fan than me. I, I I can't even tell you when the last time I watched a single second of the Pro Bowl. I'm never and 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 fine if people watch it, great. I, I hope you enjoy the heck out of it. But I I have zero interest. I have an interest in who makes the Pro Bowl, but I, I I'm not watching that. They're not even trying. Why try? You don't even want to. You don't even you don't want to tweak an ankle out there, even though it's the off season. What if you tear your ACL? I mean, it, it's just football is the worst sport for all-star games. Senior Bowl's different because that's an evaluation tool. Uh, it, but for the of all the major all-star games, this is the worst uh, by far. That's anyway. That's my opinion. No, I agree, uh, and it it feels like it should be the best, but it's actually the worst. Um, and I think at one time, you know, people did take it a little bit more seriously. And it was better, but I mean, I'm just, there's nothing I'm looking forward to about this. I almost wish it were flag football, but even saying that, like I'm literally sitting here, I've got a condition known as mallet finger, which I've never heard of before. What the hell? Yeah, no, I know. It has a name to it. It's something about the, the, like the top knuckle on one of my fingers. I just sort of got it caught in somebody's uh, flag belt. And um, so anyway, it uh, doesn't make a damn. I'm just saying, like, even if you play flag football, you can get hurt. I tore my Achilles four years ago playing flag football. So, I mean, it's you know, you can get hurt doing anything. And, I mean, I, you know, the Pro Bowl just seems to have run its course. I, don't, I know they want to do something. I just don't know what. But having said all that, I think – skills competition bigger, would be cool. They should get all the best players and do skills competition. <laughs> I'll be interested in watching that. I, I want to watch the best quarterbacks try to hit targets down the field – Let's let's race. I mean, you can hurt yourself racing a little bit, but but your risk of injury in a race has to be less than playing a game of football. So uh, let the receivers and the DBs race. Uh, let, let let the uh, linemen have a strength thing, a weightlifting thing, um, or something. I mean, I'm just saying that get all the best players together and do some sort of fun skills challenge. Remember when we were kids, the uh, the Battle of the Network Stars. That's oh, what they yeah. need to do. They need to do shit like that. That'd be great. I'd watch that. Rodney, who was the Rodney from uh, Georgia that was such a badass running back um, in the nineties? Remember, he tore he oh. tore a, tore a muscle or tore a ligament or tore a something um, in playing the beach pro. Rob, the it was Robert uh, Robert football. Robert Hammond. Robert. No, it wasn't Robert Hammond. Oh, that's not even a person. <laughs> I'm just making it. I'm just making up a couple names. No, so it, it was. The guy, he, was, was a DB. he was a DB early in his career, and he switched to running back and became like the best running back alive. Briefly, yeah, he, was, he was a badass. Uh, well, let's get to Alabama basketball, which was able to pull out a win yesterday. Um, again, same kind of situation. You know, the team gets a big lead, and they let somebody crawl back into it. But as I've been saying for now, these last four games they have learned how to close out 
some of these contests. Now, I'm about ready for them to close out one in a blowout fashion. I mean, I guess they did with Auburn, and in a sense, they did with Vandy, and I, it, maybe even kind of with Missouri. But I think that it would be better if we didn't have so much angst about midway through the second half every time. Yeah, well, I think it's 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 a nod to all of our fans and all the non-believers out there, the ones that went, oh, it's another – it's another year of transition. I saw these guys last year. They suck. We're not going to be good. We're not going to make the NCAA tournament. When, when we don't play well, it's kind of like a nod to those people who who did have some legitimate points. <laughs> we're, we're not that great. We're not great. We're not great. We're not going to be great. So there will be struggle. Uh, however, the good outweighs the bad with this group. There's a lot. There's more good than bad. So in the end, they went out, and then they are good. They are talented. We're getting. Just uh, on cue, Luke, uh, last show, we uh, we rant about Petty doesn't need to go pro, and and, and just like that, some, uh, some mock drafts pop up, and it's got Petty in the second round of next year's draft, not this year, next year, June of 2021. That's right. But uh, so we are pretty good. You know, we, we got three guys in mock drafts. Uh, you know, oh, some of, some of the newcomer, Jaden Shackelford, looks to me like, should he have a three or four year career at Alabama, he could set some scoring records. I mean, he's 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 going to be a good player. We're a good team, but uh, but we're not perfect. We're still flawed, and uh, when the flaws rear their heads, we can we can go through stretches and play pretty poorly. And uh, we won't, uh, last night's not the end of that. We're going to continue to struggle. And I'll tell you what, this uh, next game, this is. The biggest game we've played uh, in a couple of weeks in the sense that uh, we're going into it as uh, significant, I would say significant underdogs. I haven't seen the line on it. What, but, what do you, well, they hadn't come out with one yet. What do you think it'll be, like nine? I would say LSU. I was going to say LSU by seven, but if it's LSU favored by seven, I'd be inclined to take LSU. I mean, so maybe I'm I'm understating that. Maybe you're right. Maybe nine might be it. I mean, there's there, Alabama shouldn't be within seven, eight, or nine. I mean, they shouldn't be, based on based on all all factors. But uh, but no, but you know what? Even that, I, I give us a, a, a puncher's chance, just simply because with the style of play we have, I don't care who you play. With the style of play we have, on the nights the shots are just magically falling, you can beat anybody at, at any place. Yeah, that's true. Um, and here's the thing. LSU has been living on borrowed time a little bit as well. Uh, they are only like six points from being pretty close to being undefeated, though. I mean, they've, they've got three losses, I think, by two points each. Um, but they've also had some lulls in, in their games. I mean, they, they had Texas just beat down, and Texas was able to come back. Obviously, it was in Austin, so that makes a bit of a difference. But um, – you know, it still says that, okay, this this is not a complete uh, team that we're going to be going up against. I mean, they're very good, and I'm just saying they're not certainly unbeatable. And I think we Utah State beat them there. I believe it was in Baton Rouge. And also Mississippi State had them beat, um, and a last-second uh, three-pointer, um, like a runner, ended up winning the game for LSU. So – my point is, we can beat these guys. Now, yeah. it's it's a, it's a big deal to go from we can beat them to actually beating them. 
Um, Trendon Watford is playing very well. All I could think about the other day watching the Texas game was, man, I wish he was playing for us. How much more depth we would have. Oh, gosh. An inside presence. Uh, another guy who can actually shoot a three if he wants to, um, who knows the game. It'd just be so nice. I just hate that uh, he's at LSU. But, you know, kudos to him. I got to call him a lot in high school, and I'm happy for him. Um, but it would be huge to go in there and get this win. And I'll tell you something else that uh, has been good. Penn beat Temple yesterday. So that helped a little bit. Some of the other teams that we played in Iowa State ended up getting routed by Auburn, but we play Auburn twice. So that's actually better for us. Um, And then some of the teams that I think we're up against on the bubble took losses like a Tennessee at Kansas. And, you know, we got Tennessee only once and we got them at home. So I think that's going to be sort of one of those bubble games and and we need to get that win in Tuscaloosa. So I, I feel like things are going very well. And here's the other thing, Jimmy. You know, the last three games have been very odd. I mean, I maybe in the last four games, if you want to call the Auburn game odd, I mean, that started this four-game run. But the last three games, you, you go to Missouri. We were 31 – Missouri was 31 of 31 from the free throw line. That's an SEC record. Then on Wednesday night against Vanderbilt, we have 25 turnovers and still win the ballgame. Last – yesterday – against Kansas State, we're out-rebounded on the offensive side 22-3, to and we still win. (laughs) So the point being, this team is finding ways to get it done. Now, all of those things need to be Or maybe we're bad. Yeah. (laughs) Could be. Could be. But, no, my point is we're finding ways to get things done regardless of of, of the obstacles that have been put in our way. So you got to think – I mean, I guess logic just tells us that things are going to get better. And And also, um, yeah, exactly. We haven't played our best game yet. What's that going to look like? I mean, maybe Auburn, but I I remember when the Auburn game was over, that was mine and your takeaway was we've seen better from this team. We're even – I know we just blew out undefeated Auburn, but we're better than that. And – I th- one of these games, we are going to put it all together and someone's going to, I hope, what I hope is that we're continue just to play along like this until we get into a truly huge game. Let's say it's the second round of the NCAA tournament. And then yeah. they just all put it together one night and boom, down goes Baylor. I mean, th- th- this team is really capable of a lot. And, uh, and it is a testament to coach Oates and, uh, and the blue collar mentality this team has that they're able to, to, to pull these wins out when, uh, when it's, it's, it's not all pretty, they can play better than this. And so of course, every, every game now is big for Alabama. Um, but um, life on the bubble. That's right. But okay. Let, let's assume we lose the LSU with, which I think is a fair assumption. We come home and play Arkansas next Friday and Saturday. this is an Arkansas Saturday. This is an Arkansas huh? It's Saturday. It's Saturday at five o'clock. Did I say Friday? Yeah, you said Friday. You just freaked me out because I'm going to the game and I'm like, whoa, whoa, I don't need to be showing up on the wrong day. What the hell was I talking about? Why would I think that would be on Friday? Anyway, um <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's it's on Saturday and that's gonna be a game. Um we got to get, I mean, because we might be battling Arkansas for a bubble spot. I think we only That's play right. Arkansas once, too. So we got to get this win over there at home. And then we play Tennessee at home on Tuesday night. Um, right. That's another That's game we're just going to have to have. 
Yeah, and this is the way I look at it. You never want to oversimplify, and here I am about to oversimplify. But the way I look at the win-loss record and what it's going to take to get that March invitation into the big dance to me, Luke, is we have 12 games left, I and we're 12-7. and seven. If we finish with 19 wins based on the schedule we played, I like our chances. That means 7-5, and five, which... Uh, in in the grand scheme, again, oversimplifying, we can go seven and five with just holding serve at home and winning one more road game. Win one more on the road, win all the home games, we're in. And that makes it sound like it's simple. It won't be simple to win all these home games because like you just said, we play Tennessee, we play Arkansas. That's coming directly up. Winning on the road is tough. It's going to be really tough in Baton uh, yeah, yeah, and we got to beat LSU at home. And, and but hold serve at home, win one more on the road, likely in, likely and not definitely, but likely. And uh, yeah, that that this team is no doubt capable of that. So, so you're right. I, I think you know the the big thing for me. Yeah, it would be great to go to Baton Rouge and get a win. Let's hope that it happens. Uh, and they're certainly capable of it happening. But the big news for me would be competitive and bat. Don't come out of Baton Rouge with a confidence problem. Don't go down there and lose by 25 and go, oh, shit, we're not good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't do that. Don't I mean competitive, play hard, competitive game, and then get home and win those two home games. Uh, and those are the kind of home wins that will, uh, that will put us in the tournament. Um. I'll tell you something else. I thought uh, at the end of the game, it was good to see. Uh, I don't know exactly how many seconds were left. Uh, Kyra Lewis going to the stripe. And I, I think he had a chance to put us up two scores or either put us up five or something like that. And um, he hits both free throws. And I was yeah, I couldn't help but harken back to the very first game of the year against Penn when he misses both free throws at the end of the game, which one which would have tied it and the other one which would essentially won it. And um, – so he, he makes both of them in a clutch situation this time, which shows a little bit of his growth. And then the, the speed he had uh, to get to the rim on several occasions, just knifing through the competition was unbelievable. I mean, people talk about it all the time, how fast he is, but it, it's so hard to actually, you know, basketball is only 90, the court's only 94 feet long. And so sometimes it's hard to see exactly how fast some of these guys are, but boy, it is not hard to tell exactly how fast he is. He's, he's the fastest guy on the court every single time. And playing much better. Great points. He's playing much better. I think earlier in the year when the team started winning, we started winning and we were talking about how, you know, we're winning, but uh, you know, Kyra is better than where's Kyra, you know, like what Kyra was better last year. I think all it took Luke was, an adjustment to the style of play. I mean, no one had to adjust more than Kyra. It's not that he's not capable of playing fast. You're just bragging about how fast he is. Heck yeah, he's capable of playing fast. But that doesn't mean that he's played a style of basketball, played a style of offense uh, where you're constantly pushing the ball up the floor, uh, less half-court sets. Uh, It's new. It's new. It's new to him, and he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback. It's just like taking a really talented quarterback like a Justin Herbert and uh, all right, uh, he's, he's going to run LSU's offense one week and he's going to run Stanford's offense the next. I mean, yeah, he's talented, but, but, but there's an adjustment period, period. And it's going to affect him more than any other position on the field. So I think with Kyra, I'm just chalking it up to 
uh, it took him about 15 games, 13, 14, 15 games to, to really feel comfortable with it. And now he does, and he's playing pretty good. No, I wouldn't trade him for many. No, there, there's, that's absolutely the case. Um, well, you brought up Justin Herbert, and we'll talk basketball more because that's going to be sort of the lead dog for these next couple of weeks. But um, you brought up Justin Herbert. Uh, people don't know. I don't know if you tweeted it out, but there was a picture that you sent out of uh, you and Justin Herbert who he actually made you look kind of like a hobbit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, I may or may not have been standing on a milk. I may or may not have been standing on a milk crate in that picture. Now um, he's, he is a tall, I mean, most quarterbacks are tall. I mean, you know, most quarterbacks, most quarterbacks are just tall people. Herbert is like ridiculously tall. He actually measured the senior bowl and they measure people strictly there. I mean, it's, there's, there's no getting away with your height at the senior bowl people. And uh, Justin Herbert measured over six, six. So you're talking about a legitimate, very tall human being. So yeah, somehow, somehow the uh, the wife managed to get us both in the same frame, which was a, a photography miracle. That was sort of the uh, portrait view, or you know, landscape, <laughs> or what, something like that. Um, very nice guy, though. I mean, to the surprise of no one, I didn't spend that much time with him. Maybe maybe a minute and a half, but just to ask him about his trip his trip to mobile and, uh, and, and playing for the, uh, for the NFL coaches. And I uh, told him I'd met uh, Mario, uh, his head coach in the past. And, uh, and that I, I really think Mario is a great, a great guy. Just a, just a short little uh, conversation like that. And uh, Justin couldn't have been, uh, couldn't have been nicer. So did you go to the senior bowl? I did not go to the game itself. Uh, keeping with my tradition. I love the senior bowl. I love taking part <laughs> of the senior bowl. Uh, I get uh, uh, tickets with my, uh, uh, I guess you'd call uh, my, my my dealings with the Senior Bowl, and uh, and always give them give them away to uh, people who who don't get to normally go to games. And uh, but I participated in Senior Bowl week, read every word, went to a lot of stuff, and again go to one function where all the players attend, which is where I get to meet the Alabama guys and the other guys. I met Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. Rodrigo Blankenship, who I perfect, you know, I sought out, told him that uh, overtime kick he made against us in the 2017 national championship game may have been the most clutch college football kick I've ever seen in my life. Though he didn't seem to be thrilled that that was the game I was bringing up. Uh, well, but what's funny about that is, I mean, the irony there, because I was trying to remember, like, name clutch kick, kick is kicks we've had lately. And um, in that very same game, we maybe had the worst non-clutch shank kick from much closer in in the history of college football. I, I'd be – I would argue that that miss was as bad as any miss from that distance in a clutch moment ever. It reminded me of how big a golf fan you are, but our golf fans out there, just a few years back, Tom Watson, who was like in his 60s, had a chance to to achieve maybe the greatest sports achievement of all time, win the British Open at the age of like 62, beating all these young guys. And all he had to do was make like a three-foot putt that he can make in his sleep that he's made a million times in his life with one hand. And he pulled it left, and you could all, you could almost see it coming beforehand. Like, 
All Tom Watson has to do is make a three-foot putt, and he wins the British Open. There's no way this thing is going in. And it didn't. And it wasn't even close. It didn't even hit the lip. It just flat pulled a terrible, terrible putt. And that's what that that kick reminded me of. Because before he kicked it, I, I mean, I, I just – and I have more confidence in the kid than others, you know, all throughout the season. But it, it's just the truest thing in sports is – there, there's there's making the kick and then there's making the kick with the pressure of the world on your shoulders and it's two entirely separate things and I, I wasn't surprised I mean I, I'm like he's not making this he's he's not, I don't know what it's going to look like but I know it's not going through the uprights and and it's hey I'm it's not a knock on the I'm not knocking the kid don't put me out there I'd I'd yeah. throw up and crap on the ball or something. I mean, it would whatever would happen, it would look worse. I I, I would that walk would off the worse. field. I would walk off the field like Ben Stiller, and there's something about Mary when the paramedics were uh, taking him out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it would have looked like if I, if you give me that shot. So I I'm never ripping on a, a kid or a player for for not coming through at the big moment because 99% of human beings can't do that. Only the one percent can 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 get it done with every eyeball on the planet earth on you uh only the one percent can do it so it's not a knock it's just whew, it's just sports man it is just sports but it is ironic that both of those kicks happen in the same game essentially yeah. one right after the other one position after another position because i mean George, of course, went right into halftime. I mean, right into the overtime. Um, well, Rodrigo's going to kick in the NFL. One of them's a pro. One of them's a pro kicker, and the other one is is a college yeah. kicker. That's right. Um, so, well, did any of the Alabama guys stand out to you in the Senior Bowl? I didn't get to yeah. see a whole lot of it. Yeah, um, I mean, in the game itself, I wouldn't say that any Alabama guy stood out. Again, I didn't get to. Get to see it. I read every word about it. I think um, all three of our guys that played in the game in the Alabama helmets <laughs> are all pretty good. Lewis, Jennings, and Maiden. Uh, Jennings, uh, all three of them played a significant amount. I think Maiden and, and Lewis started with the first team for whatever that's worth. Uh, no one had a truly memorable, huge, big play or anything like that. I, I think what the senior bowl really is about is about those three practice days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. When, when really it's part practice, part drills, part drills designed that all the scouts want to see from the, the, each individual players. And based on that, you know, we had three guys and, and Jalen here. And uh, I think they all did what you would guess. Uh, Lewis flashed a lot, even had some people saying he's a first round talent but still enough question marks to where Terrell, you know, uh, Hey, if I was you, I'd stay out of that green room on Thursday. Cause you're, you're, you may think your name's getting called in, but it's probably not. I mean, there's just so many questions about how come this guy only flashes? How can we only see glimpses? It's not play to play, you know, with him uh, Jennings. He just kind of is what he is. He's Jennings is to me, not an every down linebacker and I think that's what's going to hurt him I, I think now hopefully he proves me wrong I love the kid by the way you, I, you can't love a kid anymore I love Anthony Jennings but in terms of what he is on the field I would say based on what we've seen in Alabama Luke and, and this week he is an outside linebacker that's who he is but on third down he comes out in the NFL I mean I, I don't think he's 
a third down pass rusher at that level. So that makes him not an every down player, which takes him out of Thursday and Friday, kind of makes him a Saturday draft choice. But no doubt he will play in the NFL because he's got all sorts of pro football skills and he's outstanding against the run, setting the edge. Maiden, Maiden probably a reach from the start. I, I think what I hope for Jared Maiden's uh, hope, I think Jared Maiden's hopes is this. He, he put enough on tape to where you could take a long look at him. That's helpful. He's a Nick Saban coach defensive back. Those guys always tend to get an extra look because the NFL knows he was coached like a pro defensive back. He's going to run really well at Indianapolis. He's going to run a true 4-4. That's what he's run the entire time at Alabama when, when we test our own players after they're on campus. Jared has consistently been a 4-4 guy all, all the years he's been on campus, so he'll, he'll test well. I hope that all adds up to a fifth, sixth, or seventh round selection for Jared. I just don't think I, what I would question about him NFL wise, Luke, are his ball skills. I know he had four interceptions this season, but how many times did you see Jared Maiden make a spectacular play? I mean, you're talking about a guy that his junior year, he was a starter all season long in dime, and his senior year was a starter in every package. So that's a lot of football. And how many times did you go, wow, what a play by Jared Maiden? Maybe twice? I mean, I'm just saying. And that, and to me, I call that ball skills. Like, where is he a football player? Where's the football playing all-star skills? Uh, maybe he'll be a late bloomer, but I do think the Senior Bowl may have helped him be taken because he had a lot of people looking at him. Uh, lastly, it would be Jalen. And uh, I, I think to some extent there was some mixed reviews, but the mixed reviews would all come from the same source. It's kind of like I, I think largely what you could say about Jalen's week is I think he proved exactly what he is, which is an improved passer over what he was as a young player. When he's outside the pocket, he's dangerous. Uh, he can certainly make plays with his legs. He was an extremely popular player here. Not with the fans, of course, all the fans here being from the state of Alabama. Uh, no, I'm talking about popular with his teammates uh, and, and the coaches. He's just such a well-liked guy. But in the end, in the end, football is not about a popularity contest. For a quarterback, it's about can Jalen stand in the pocket and deliver a ball in a tight window accurately down the field? And... He, he needed to answer that this week, and, and I think the answers that he gave was just more of a shades of gray. It was, yeah, he's capable. Sometimes he does, but it's not consistent. So that's kind of where he is. But it only takes one team. People have to remember that about the NFL draft. It is not 32 teams getting in the room and voting. That's not what the draft is. The draft is one team. Pick out a random team. Just name a team. The Chargers, the Chiefs, the Eagles. One team has to say, you know what? We like this guy. We like this guy. And then, boom, he gets drafted higher than anyone would uh, su su suspect. Yeah, and somebody is going to take a chance. And I, I really believe that. I'm going to say by the second round. Um, but, you know, he, he didn't have his best moment. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that in terms of uh, the senior bowl. But he did have one nice play uh, where he – through for a touchdown. I thought Juwan it was kind of weird. Right? 
it was to Juwan Jennings, which again was very odd. It's but fun. that's you know, the Senior Bowl makes strange bedfellows. It's fun when that happens, really. When you think about it. Yeah, I think it is actually kind of cool. I mean, I you know, Juwan Jennings was a hell of a player, man. He really was. So um, great guy too. I saw him. Uh, I saw a picture of him this week because I follow all that Senior Bowl stuff. At Fan Day Friday, some young fan who who quote doesn't know better, but you know who when, when I say that. What doesn't matter, but some young six-year-old fan, you know, hands him a football that's got Alabama, you know, it's an Alabama football and hands it to Juwan for him to sign. And because he's the greatest guy in the world, he not only signs it, he smiles and takes a picture with it, laughing the whole time, you know, because he's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's what good people do. That's right. We love you, Juwan. (laughs) Good kid. But no, it's a good, uh, good senior bowl week for, for all of our guys. I wouldn't say, that any of any of them moved up, but no one moved down. I, I don't think anyone had a bad week. Not even Jalen had a bad week. Uh, he was not Jordan. Uh, Justin Herbert had a great week. He, Justin Herbert is one of the a handful of guys who made a lot of money here. Herbert was probably going in the top ten when he came here. Now is definitively going in the top ten. Herbert cemented himself. Jordan Love was also a guy who was probably in the first round now almost more definitely in the first round um, as far as the quarterbacks go but uh you know in terms of the other guys that were here Jalen might be third uh battling uh Shea Patterson and Anthony Gordon who who are going to be drafted uh Jalen's in that group uh is he at the top of it I don't know but uh but he was not uh, – I, I know Shea Patterson, I think, did fairly decent in the game. Um, but during the week of practice, uh, Shea and Jalen were, were pretty similar, I would say. Yeah, Shea Patterson, that's that's going to go down as one of the guys who – you talk about a guy that just did not live up to the billing. Um, and, I mean, it's not really fair because we put the billing on him. But uh, still, uh, it's, it's – I just – he would have would – Oddball story he was to me. So yeah, he was um, a six star. He was a six star coming out of high school that did not have a fantastic college career, but it just goes to show what the expectations are. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't say he was a six star. That's something that we did as the public. And then all he does is become the starting quarterback at Ole Miss and at Michigan and is going to get drafted to play quarterback in the NFL. So the fact I mean, yeah, that, the fact the fact that that is a disappointment, and it is, it is, just like you said, based on what was expected out of him, he's been a disappointment. It's fair to say that. On the other hand, starting quarterback at Michigan, won a bunch of games, going to play in the NFL. It yeah. doesn't sound disappointing, but here we are. Here we are in um, 2020. Speaking of recruits, anything happened? I know that Alabama hosted some visitors this weekend. Anything come of that that you know of? A couple, couple things. Nothing nothing that we know of. I'll just say in terms of where things seem to be trending, I will not be surprised at all if the transfer tied in from North Carolina, Carl Tucker, becomes part of this signing class, even though he's a fifth-year senior. I'm sort of expecting that to happen. Um, and, hey, I – I would argue that we don't need it, and numbers-wise, I don't like this. That's what I say. But I also say this. If Nick Saban feels like we need this guy, then we all ought to listen to Nick and get on board. And I will be on board if Nick Saban says we need this guy, then we do need him, at least with him, 
we know exactly what we're getting. We know what we're getting. It is not a guess. High school players, it's a guess. A guy that's played four years of college football in the ACC, and we get to watch that tape, we no longer guess. We know exactly what he is, and we looked at that tape and decided, yeah, we need him. Um, so that's interesting. One other interesting tidbit I found on him, um, Pro Football Focus, who, who's one of the, the best analytics groups that does deep dive into performances. I wouldn't say everything that, that, that they put out as gospel. I know some things I, I have my doubts about here and there about some of their opinions. But what they say is this past season, based on play-to-play grades, based on giving a grade to each player for each snap, that Carl Tucker was the best tight end in the ACC. That's, that's pretty good. So, again, just one opinion that happens to be from the deep dive analytics people, but Pro Football Focus says he he was the best tight end in, in, in all of the ACC, down to down, taking into account blocking and pass catching. Uh, secondly, I will just say that a month ago, I didn't like our chances with McKinley Jackson in terms of the, that we would land him. I, I've done a 180 on that. I know I'm not going to say we're the favorite. I don't know that there is a favorite, but I I have more optimism than I've ever had that 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 we might might get McKinley Jackson. He is not just the prize on signing day. To me, he's like the only prize. I mean, in terms of like a reason to celebrate and hit the streets and start Mardi Gras early would be landing McKinley Jackson. And uh, I now think that's very realistic. And he would be an absolutely huge addition. I mean, a kind of guy who could uh, immediately buck for playing time. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And um, in fact, I think he's a bit, it seems like he's a bit underrated uh, (laughs) services right now based on how he's performed in these all-star games, right? It's it's absurd where he's right. Think about this. I mean, you saw the game. I didn't. You saw it. And and I didn't, but I've seen enough between clips and everything else to know that McKinley Jackson is not only the best prospect in Mississippi, he's the best prospect in the combined two states. I agree. He's the best prospect in Alabama and Mississippi combined. So how the hell does that add up to the 110th or 98th, wherever he is? He's somewhere around there. Here's another thing. And I'm just being honest about this. And and I know people can say, well, now, yeah, you're just looking at a redshirt year of him doing nothing. But the best McKinley Jackson comparison in recent Alabama recruiting history is Ishmael Sopcher, they're extremely similar guys, same position, similarly sized, similarly had big names since they were in the ninth grade, just kind of similar guys, right? Well, now we know that Sopcher showed up at Alabama and redshirted primarily over weight issues. But the point is Sopcher was like a a five-star or borderline five-star that was ranked somewhere in the 30s and McKinley's way back there in the 90s or around 100. I would take McKinley over Sopcher. If not, if not, I would say they're the same guy. They're yeah. the same. So why is McKinley ranked 70 spots lower? That's absurd to me. I, I don't I don't I don't get that ranking at all. And I've been consistent on that from the start. I mean, I, I, I it, during his junior year, I was telling people McKinley Jackson would be a five star. You know, so now I've never changed from that. I, I, I can't explain his low ranking. I just know this find a team that would not take him you won't you won't they all tried to recruit him that's another thing i think a lot of times um it's hard for these 
some of these recruiting services to say, okay, uh, you know, we probably missed the boat on this a little bit from the jump. Um, and so we can, it's hard to jump somebody, you know, 110 spots or whatever it is, unless they just yeah, have, especially at the end, have a blow up type of year, which frankly, he has kind of had a blow up type of year. So I don't understand why he hadn't done it. I mean, if you're ever going to do it, it feels like this ought to be the time to do it. Yeah. I think, uh, whoever, Whoever carried the biggest stick with the recruiting rankings, Alabama Mississippi All Star Week, probably should have picked up the baton and ran for him. I mean, in terms of uh, this is a five star people, you know. But hey, regardless of that, I, I don't get upset about it because you know uh, somebody the other day pointed out that Theo Jones Bell had been bumped down to a three star by rivals, and apparently rivals isn't as high on him as they once were, and, and somebody was getting mad about it. No, but you know. <laughs> My thing about that is he's already signed. That's mm-hmm. over. He's coming to Alabama. It's over. Now that he's signed with us, who cares if he was a five, a four, a two, or a minus six, or a 17? It doesn't matter. He plays for us. Who cares where he was ranked now? He's going to play for us. Is he going to be good? We're going to find out. But I, I don't – I like the recruiting rankings. They're fun. They're entertainment. But – I, I rarely get mad about it. I mean, who cares? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I joke every year. Some fans get their panties in a wad about it to the point that what do they expect? Like when we play, when we play USC to open the season, do they expect before the game, they make an announcement due to Alabama's tremendous success in recruiting rankings, Alabama will begin the game with a 13 to nothing lead over Southern Cal. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Once they sign with you, they're on your team, and then you put your team together, and then you go play the games, and, and where guys' stars were become completely irrelevant. So ask Isaiah Simmons at Clemson how important being a five, four or five-star is. He was a three-star and the best linebacker in the country in college football this year by 17 square miles. Well, um. I think it would kind of matter to some people if they were a negative five star. I'm going to disagree with you there. Fair. fair. Uh, I think you were being a little hyperbolic, but that's okay. <laughs> Slightly. That's, that's, uh, everybody's got to have a style. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we got to close the show out, Jimmy, but I do want to say one more thing to everybody out there. And I know nobody, <laughs> what the, the irony is, I don't think anybody our age listens to this show. I mean, I'm, I'm 47. You're at least 60. Um, <laughs> I actually turned 50 in a couple of weeks. Oh, congratulations. Um, but, man. but I'm going to say this again, that our, the, the home crowd was fine against Kansas state. It was actually pretty good. The student section shout out to Fluffopotamus um, yep. for kicking ass again and doing his thing. I really like the way the student section is beginning to show up and go to these games but for the umpteenth time in a row. And it doesn't matter if we're on a huge run or if somebody's on a run against us, whatever. Our front row looks like a cracker barrel exploded. Full of, it's just full of old people. And, and they all have their legs crossed and their arms crossed. And I don't know what else to say, except guys, y'all got to get a little more into the game. A cracker barrel exploded. Oh man, that's good. We gotta we gotta put that in the tagline when we when that goes on. That's good. But yeah, I mean I mean, I mean yeah, I mean at least at least 
You should, at the very least, make it really clear which team you want to win the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like make it make that clear. Make, no, don't 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 make us wonder. Like, well, his shirt is crimson, so probably likes Alabama. You know, at least just make it clear who you want to win. You don't have to act like Fluffopotamus, and, and, and you don't have to act like him, though I encourage you to. I wish we all did. I wish I did. But uh, but at least, like, at least be able to tell when the camera's on you that you want Alabama to win the game. Well, not only that, Jimmy, um, don't make it look like you're there as some sort of community service you're obligated to fulfill. <laughs> I mean, they really do. I mean, like, they sit there as if, like, I've got to watch the rest of this damn thing so I can get out of this DUI. I mean, just, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the way to go to the game. Get a little. Gotta more. go watch a school bus and then watch some damn basketball game. I'm not asking you to take your shirt off and, you know, get, get jiggy with it. I'm not doing that. I don't even know what I mean by that. I'm saying just act as if you enjoy being there. Well, how can they enjoy being there if they're as uh, you know they're they're just minding their own business, eating at the Cracker Barrel, and the place explodes? <laughs> well, that's that's what it's like. Well, they want them to be happy about it. Cracker Barrel's closed. You want to go to the basketball game? I guess. <laughs> and again, well, these guys donate a boatload more money than I do, so sure. I should probably shut my big yapper. But yeah, they sort of do more for Alabama than we ever will. But yeah. so does. Uh, so do, so do the ticket takers, frankly. Yeah. Well, we've got about 30 seconds here left, Jimmy, so we'll just say roll tide, and we'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. We will be back and uh, got some good recruiting talk coming up because we are just a few days from Sunday. I don't think it's going to be super eventful in terms of adding a bunch of names. But regardless of that, it's a good time to go over the whole class. Let's, let's talk about the, the, the 24, 25, 26 new guys coming in, not just the last two, three, or four we're doing at the end. All right, man, I'm ready to rock. We'll talk tomorrow. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, everybody.